What's going on, guys? Welcome back to MST episode 26. Yes, we missed last week, and that's because I felt like there was nothing good to talk about. But we're back this week, and we're back post-draft. Uh, free agency has started in the NBA. We've seen a couple. Does the free agency start today, right? Yep, tonight at 6 o'clock. All right, free agency starting tonight at 6 o'clock. Um, you will see us putting out an episode next week. Should be pretty uh, fulfilled episode with all the moves that are going to happen between now and then. Uh, like we said, the draft happened. Um, not too crazy. Uh, not nothing out of out of sorts, I would say. But first, uh, let me ask you, Eric, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, you know, about to go home, so you know today's my last day. Then you know, chilling, chilling. And he's dropping out, folks. Yep. Dropping out of college. We probably everybody probably agrees it's the right time. Uh, yeah, for Eric to drop out. Yeah, made it this far, um, might as well drop it Considering he made it uh, almost through his third year, and he's kind of just cheats at football, so Facts. he just decided to drop out. Yep. But uh, enough about Eric. You know, he sucks anyway, so we'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on real quick here. Right into the NBA. Uh, Eric, you want to start with the draft, or you want to start with some of the trades we've seen? Uh, let's start with the trades because they came first. Um, and I think they set up the draft. What came first, the chicken or the egg? All right, Jesus. Trades. Um, yeah, so um, I'm just, just going to say what I think was the most significant trade so far, if that's cool. No. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, ahead, but anyway, so um, I was going to talk about the uh, Chris Paul trade for the Phoenix Suns. Um, so the reason that I would call this the most significant trade is not because I think this makes them a bottom seed in the Western Conference. Yes. Um, but that's not why I'm thinking it's significant. I think it's significant for the development of their future. So when you look at guys, um, you know, like D book and I think, you know, I think Chris Paul can significantly help him, um, just like his IQ. I think just bringing in a vet like that, like Chris Paul, is huge. Um, and then like also too, um, I mean he's gonna he's gonna help uh, DeAndre Ayton too. So I don't know. I just think like it's more it's more significant than just the move itself to make him can you know put to put him in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I think it's more for the future of the team to help develop those guys, um, give them some more insight on the game of basketball, um, because, uh, frankly, they're just not going to win with yeah. that team, even if they have Chris Paul. I mean, we saw him go 8-0 in the bubble, which is crazy, but once the NBA gets in full swing again, things aren't going to be the same like that. And you meant um, you made up a good point too. You said that they got got rid of their future. Honestly, like at first I didn't agree with you, but then like looking at it, it's like they they did kind of give away like a good amount of the future. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a fair trade though. It is. It, I think it was a solid trade considering you know the Thunder weren't going anywhere. They're just dumping all their older talent now, um, and that helps the Thunder. The Thunder, who have actually traded away like the two key pieces of <laughs> that trade already, um, which is we'll talk about in a second. But um, it's kind of just weird from the perspective of the Suns. 
I mean, I get bringing in a vet like Chris Paul, but if you're not going to win, unless they're trying to track somebody in free agency, um, I'm going to find it hard to like for them to win anything with that current team. Yeah. Um, Chris Paul was great last year. I mean, they'll definitely be a playoff team. They have the, the second and third best player probably more talented than any of the Thunder other others players from last year, maybe with the exception of uh, Shea. Um, but I don't know. The way I look at it is it's kind of weird to me how they got rid of um, – I think just Kelly Oubre just fit in so well there as, like, the third option, sometimes playing as the second option. Um, he was just, like, a – and he brought, like, a presence to the team that, like, made it – I don't know. I feel like he's a lot of, like, a – he's a big highlight reel guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but him, um, Ricky Rubio, who was – I think he's still a pretty solid uh, point guard in terms of just playmaking ability. He's still one of the best. Um, but I guess you upgraded a little bit with Chris Paul in that position. Um, but they're not going to be looking for Chris Paul to score. So Chris Paul's scoring numbers are definitely going down even more this year. Um, Ty Jerome, you haven't really seen some, seen much from yeah, him. Yeah, we haven't seen much. We, I mean, the, like, the key pieces in this, were, to me, were Kelly Oubre um, because he's young. Ricky Rubio, not so much because he's getting old. Yeah. Um, and that 2022 pick. pick. Yeah. yeah. Which, who knows what it will be by then. Um, yeah, you hope but, that that's not a scene. You hope that's a you know a, a late round pick. But. Yeah. Um, but the Thunder on the other end of it, I think they made out pretty, I guess, decent in this trade. Um, even though they've already traded the two key components, um, I would have liked them to keep Ubre. I think he would have been able to like maximize his scoring ability on that team he kind of would low-key be like the number uh maybe shy would be the, or shay whatever i don't know i pronounce it different every time would be the number one option yeah but like he's more of a playmaker in a sense where i think kelly could have fed off him now he's going to golden state now that clay's down which sucks um he's, kelly's going to golden state where he'll probably be yeah, yeah you know he probably will be the second option there. Uh, and Golden State scoring, yeah, right, yeah, right I mean, now with Clay out, yeah. I mean, him or Wiggins, Wiggins, right? Yeah. <laughs> but dude, I didn't even know this. I was looking at at his shooting splits, dude. They're pretty good, Kelly. Oubre. Yeah, he he. That's the thing. That's what people looked at him for. Like he, he could always score. That was never really a problem. It was just his efficiency. Um. I'd say Wiggins is probably the number two option on that team. Uh, and I think, you know, we saw a little more out of Wiggins last year too. Um, yeah. Especially towards the beginning of the year where he kind of just – he just became a more efficient guy as well. Um, so now they have two – if Wiggins stays, which there's been rumors that they might deal him. Um, but if they stay, like you got Wiggins and Oubre who are two – Good, uh, I wouldn't say great young wings, but they're solid young wings. And then, at least for the time Clay's out, and then by the time Clay comes back, who knows? That'll be a whole nother year from now, if not more. Um, but you have a couple guys. I think with the team the Warriors have now, with the like Curry, Wiggins, Oubre, 
hopefully Draymond doesn't shit the bed like he did last year, and then adding James Wiseman to that mix, I think yeah. that's a solid starting five. Yeah, that is. It really is. Um, they even yeah, even without Clay right now, that's you're still a, you know, in contention for playoffs and. I think they're. A, I think they're probably. At least a five seed. Yep, I was gonna say, I I was gonna say floor six, but yeah, I would say a five seed is pretty reasonable. Because once Curry gets back, man, like full effect, it's different. He's Curry, man. Um, and so like, uh, I was just looking at what the Thunder did. So the Thunder, dude, Sam Presti is a fucking animal. He flipped. They got so many draft picks. I think they have. Either 17 or 18 first-round picks. 16 first-rounders in the next, I think it was seven years. I thought it was more than that. I think it was like 17 or 18. I don't know. Maybe there's more now because of the trades that just happened. But um, Either way, <laughs> that's insane. Uh, so they end up – they so they trade, um, they trade away Oubre. They end up getting another first for that. Um, from the Warriors, and then they get another first from. Well, they got a first round pick number, uh, pick number seventeen in the Rubio trade because Minnesota uh, Minnesota acquired Rubio during the draft, so they picked up picks n- number seventeen, which I don't remember what they picked Let me there. Look it up. Um, so they're just flipping assets right now. They're they're running a two K franchise right now. It's crazy. Yeah, like. You know, it's rare to see a guy get traded somewhere and then traded the next day. Yeah. Um, Do you think they, they, had, they, they have Al Horford, right? Oh, yeah. The Thunder have Al Horford. They get, um, that was another trade that happened. Who was also for a first-round pick. They yeah. traded away a first-round pick for Al Horford, which I find strange. But I don't really know. Maybe they're looking... I think Al was kind of like that veteran presence they wanted to keep around, so they're bringing him in. Yeah, maybe to um, help the development of their base. And I think Stephen Adams might be dealt, so he'll, he might replace him. Or he's going to help Stephen Adams with his offensive scoring ability, maybe. I don't know. But the Timberwolves, well, the Thunder would pick Alex, I don't know, Alexej Pokasevsky. Oh, yeah, Pokasevsky. Yeah, Poka Poka. Guy. He's oh yeah, I remember them picking him. I was like, dude, this yeah. guy's he's tiny. eighteen. He's yeah, the youngest he's guy in the, the youngest, draft. He was the youngest guy in the draft. He was seven feet tall and he was one hundred and ninety five pounds. Yeah, put that in perspective. I am like five ten, five eleven, one hundred ninety five pounds. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I mean, who knows what he turns into? I mean, he's only eighteen, but still, like, they're just, I mean. We want to call them smart now because of all the picks that they have. And, yeah, that's great potential in terms of, like, guys that you can draft. But, like, you just got to hit on the draft. You're just banking on the draft. You got to keep hitting. Yeah. Um, and, like, I mean, obviously, I think I think the scouting department there has been some one of the best in the league. Um, when you talk about drafting, I mean, a few years ago, they went out and get Harden, Westbrook, KD. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Couple more trades we'll talk about. I want to talk about these small ones real quick, and then you get to the last one I want to talk about before we move on to the draft. Um, so overall, the winner of that trade, I don't really know like who the winner is yet. I guess 
if the Thunder were trying to deal Chris Paul anyways, they got a plethora of first round picks. So if we're talking and the future, cap space. Them, um, yeah, a lot of cap space too. Um, and then you know a couple small <laughs> trades happened. Um, Admiral Schofield um, went to the Thunder. Um, from the Wizards, which is probably going to be a bench guy for them. Um, another, like, I'd probably say one of the bigger trades, the Mavericks and the Sixers. Um, they basically swapped Josh Richard, uh, Richardson and Seth Curry. Um, I guess, like we like we said in Philly, they're just trying to get more shooters. Um, Josh Richardson isn't a bad shooter, but Seth Curry is more of a shooter and more of a sniper than Josh Richardson is. And I kind of, this, I think feel like this trade works out well for both teams. Um, the Mavericks were kind of missing that key, like perimeter defensive piece. And Josh Richardson can fill that void Brings that um, when he actually, when he actually wants to play defense. Yeah. Um, and then Seth Curry, like I said, he's bringing that shooting aspect to the Sixers. Yeah. They already got, Danny Green, and now they're getting Seth Curry, so they know that their weakness is shooting, and they're stacking up on shooters. So, yeah, which uh, brings us to another trade. Um, originally, the that this was the first one we heard of was the Schroeder um, to LA for Danny Green and the pick or whatever. Yeah, um, Danny Green would eventually just get traded again. People are just getting tossed around like no tomorrow. <laughs> Um, like Ricky Rubio going to the Timberwolves too. Forgot to mention that, but that happened. Um, but yeah, so Schroeder to the Lakers is, I think, a really good move for them. I think it's a better move if they. I hope they play him off their bench. Yeah, I agree. I don't see him starting it. If he does start, I think that's a mistake. He's a they bench need piece. to. They need to find. Is he is a capable starter? Like, don't get me wrong, talent wise. But yeah, they definitely. need to find uh, just a like another ball handler um, like Rondo, who they might lose out on, to come in and start for them next year. And they're going to have Schroeder come Bradley. off the yeah, and have Schroeder come off the bench and give you twenty or yep. close to it. Exactly. Um, I agree with you. I, and and like I said, they like you said, uh, they're losing Rondo. They're losing Avery Bradley most likely. So yeah, and. Uh, I got, I don't know where I heard, I've heard this, but Schroeder and LeBron already have a pretty solid relationship. Um, so I guess there was people considered it tampering because um, there's like a video of LeBron hugging Schroeder during a free throw. <laughs> oh yeah, but it wasn't wasn't really tampering, but you know, so they already have a pretty good relationship. Uh, they respect each other, so that's good. Want to talk about the trade um, that went down but didn't go down? The Drew Holiday. No, that one went down. Let's talk about the other oh, piece that they traded for. I, I want, yeah, I want, to, I want to talk about the Drew Holiday real quick. Um, so Drew Holiday, which I this trade was a little weird to me. Um, I think everybody's talking about this one a lot. Um, considering the Bucks like the favorite now out of the East for getting Drew Holiday. Um, I find it like. I agree that Drew Holiday is better than both um, Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, and he's, but like I don't think he's that much better. 
Yeah, me either. Than Eric, like he's better than Eric Bledsoe, but he's not that much better. I think the thing that they separates him is his health. Like Eric Bledsoe tends to have trouble staying on the court. Um, but like I said, Drew Holiday is one of those. Like I guess he's just one of those glue guys that makes everybody fit together. Defensive anchor of a team, one of yeah. the best defensive I think... players in the league by far. But um, I think both teams. I don't know. I just find it weird, like why the they give up so much. Why the Pelicans would want Eric Bledsoe and George Hill? I mean, they got the the future first round picks, and they didn't. Wasn't uh, was Dante Divincenzo involved in that? Uh, I don't believe so. Um, no, I think that might have been a different trade, maybe. Um, yeah. It was a was trade that, 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 that was the Bogdan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a trade that went down but didn't go down. Yeah. Oh. Um, but they did get the three first round picks. They gave up a lot um, to get. I mean, it's not like those first round picks are going to be anything good coming yeah. from the Bucks. Um, but you still have them. But you gave Treat. up a lot to get Drew Holiday. So they see something in Drew Holiday that just. I mean, they're a really good defensive team. The Bucks, and that just makes them that much better. I think. Um, I think as a Bucks, like if you if you're looking at the Bucks, you say okay. So you look at your roster, you say these guys right now, Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. Yeah, they're good players, but we've had these guys for the past two three years and now with worked. Giannis, and yeah. it hasn't worked. So you, you know you got to shake things up once in a while. Like so. yeah, Chris Middleton's not the problem. Um, it came down to those extra pieces, and Drew Holiday is definitely better than both those guys. Yeah. But the one thing I saw that I put in our chat probably like when this trade first happened or before it even happened was, I forget who said it. I think it was the Pelicans GM said, I don't want to trade Drew within the Western Conference yeah. because I don't want to face him. Yeah. Shows us. Which that just shows a lot of respect for Drew Holiday yeah. um, and makes him even better. I feel like because, you know, that's something he's seeing behind the scenes that we don't see. Um, we already know that Drew Holiday is just a gamer and he'll go out and give his all all the time. But that just shows how valuable he is as well to the point where, like, if you deal him in the Western Conference, it may, you know, knock you, especially considering, you know, they're probably an eight seed, seven or eight seed next year, the Pelicans. Yeah. Um, or in that range, so they don't want to trade him to any borderline contenders because that might be the ultimate thing that pushes them out of the playoffs. So that just goes to show how valuable Drew Holiday actually is. You know, Drew's been like my favorite player, one of my favorite players in the league, especially since he's on the Sixers. Um, never <laughs> hate how the Sixers just traded him. They're fucking stupid. Um, but anyways, so that's all I got to say about that trade. You can talk about the trade that never happened if you like. Yeah, uh, so... Bogdan Bogdanovich was supposed to go to the Bucks as well. But guess what? <laughs> he never even knew about it, and he said, nope. <laughs> they were, uh, <laughs> I guess, I guess, like, they didn't, like, tell him that he was getting traded, and they like, he had an option. And he said, oh, no. Trade clause? Yeah. So, and he said, no. And um, he wants to become a free agent, which, hey, it makes sense because um, he's probably going to, it's a catch good year a to get that money. Yep. Um, he won't catch as much next year, that's for sure. 
I honestly think free agency this year is going to be like a few years ago when like people, um, uh, what, uh, who was it? Um, Nick, Nick Batum was getting like a bag. Like it's going to be like, I think it's going to be one of those free agencies to be honest with you. Yeah. But that's just a shitty fucking general uh, manager position or signing to sign Nick Batum for that much money ever. Um, but there will be players like that'll probably get more than they're worth just because of the year of free agency and the other talent that's in free agency. Yeah, um, it's uh, not very loaded, and people are trying to win, obviously. So they're gonna add those extra pieces and take whatever it costs to get them. So I guess the the Bucks are still gonna try to go after him in free agency. I don't know where they're gonna find the money to get him, but um, yeah. So that was the trade that went down, but didn't go down. Yeah. Which would have um, been a cool addition for them. Yeah. It's, uh, that's pretty much all we got for trades right now. I'm sure there will be plenty going on within the next week or so, which we'll talk about more next week. But we can talk about the draft now a little bit. Um, I don't really want to go too heavy on the draft because I don't think there was anything special about this draft. Nothing too crazy out of sorts. Um, just typical. I feel like it was a pretty like scripted NBA draft. Like We knew what was going to happen for the most part. Yeah. Um, so obviously Anthony Edwards goes number one to the Timberwolves. That was kind of been said for the last month or two months or so. Um, and then the Warriors take, end up keeping their pick and take James Wiseman. That was like the biggest surprise. (laughs) They were either going to trade it or take Wiseman. They weren't going to take anybody else. Um, Hornets getting LaMelo, which is funny considering, you know, LeVar said he could be MJ one-on-one, but now his son plays for his team. Um, interested to see how that dynamic works. Um, they have too many I guards. This, I think, yeah, they're going to have to – I don't think they have too many – I think – I don't think they have too many guards. I just think their best players are their guards. I mean, they so have – So it seems like it's like okay Devontae to have Graham, three good guards. Terry Rozier and Malik Monk, like all – like yeah. True, but you know nobody's really like in that group. That's nobody's that great to the point where you know this isn't a bad pick, and there's nobody else. There was no clear cut choice of outside of the top three um, to not pick Lamelo here. Yeah, I agree with you. So, I mean, I don't think they'll really make any moves unless somebody wants like Terry. Um, but. Lamelo's probably Lamelo's going to start um, right off the bat, and then you know you'll see Devonte Graham probably play the two. Terry coming off the bench. I don't know. You'll see a lot of mixed rotations with those guards that they have, primarily being their best players. But um, it's Lamelo's team now. Um, Devonte Graham just—I mean—he had a crazy year last year, but he slowly declined throughout the year. Like we saw the early up, and then it just went downhill. Um, shooting splits went way down uh it's just because he's putting up empty numbers pretty much but yeah. uh, anyway move on um the bulls taking patrick williams is kind of the biggest shock in the draft of the year um they drafted a six man six man of the year i'll give him credit for that um ncaa what is it um i don't know but he's a, he was a six man for his conference and then i just don't 
seat. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, draft. I mean, there's like I said, after those first three guys, there's not like huge talent in this draft, but there's better guys than Patrick Williams. Um, I think he'll be a solid. I mean, he'll probably be a bench piece for them. He's got good, uh, good work ethic, I guess, and high motor, and just likes basketball. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, going down the board, Isaac Okoro goes to the Cavs, um, and then I think one of the better picks was Onyeka to the Hawks. Yeah, I like Onyeka Okongu. Um, I like him a lot. I th- that's just yeah. I think he's just a solid all-around basketball player. Um, and then you know I don't know. There's not really a whole lot to talk about in this draft to be honest. Like go down. Going down the list, Killian Hayes to the Pistons, Obi Toppin, who's one of my favorite players in the draft to the Knicks. I thought that was an interesting choice for them. Um, but I think he's a good player. So, you know, they kind of have a really – they have a lot of – that's like the situation the Hornets are in where their best players are all in their front court. So it's yeah. kind of weird. They have like RJ, Obi, Julius Randle. Um, Bobby Portis just opted out, so – We'll see where he goes. I don't. Are you t- you're talking about the Knicks, right? I yeah. I don't know how I feel about the Obi Toppin pick. Like, I think at the time he was the best player available, which is like what you take there. But mm-hmm. I don't know, like how he like he's gonna fit in. I don't know. You have to sign I think a point it been, I think it would have been very Knicks to take uh, Denny Avita or whatever his name is. Yeah, I agree with you. Yep. Um, but I think Obi was probably the best guy left on the board from New York. So makes and sense. he's NBA ready, I, I believe. I got a feeling. Um, he's just one of those guys. Um, played two years in college. So and then yeah, Wizards take Denny. Um, just another piece scoring option. Um, they're gonna lose what's his name, so that's probably why. Yeah. Suns getting Jalen Smith is another good piece for them. Um, Devin uh, Vassell, who I just don't like. I was watching the draft, and I was like, I don't like this guy. So, yeah, he's probably – you know, Devin, I just don't like him. Um, I think this was a steal, though, pick 12. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton going to 12 is pretty crazy because he was projected top, like, five, top six pick. Yeah. Um, the Kings being able to get him, he's not really a guy that goes out and gets buckets. He's more of a playmaker um, to work though. alongside De'Aaron Fox. He can shoot. It's, he's got the ugliest jump shot in the whole draft. Um, but it goes in, I guess. We'll see how that translates to the NBA. That shit's ugly, dog. That's just it's one of the grossest jump shots I've seen. Yeah. But we'll see how. He translates, he'll play alongside De'Aaron Fox and the likes of Marvin Bagley. Um, a big team that likes to push – a team that likes to push the pace. Uh, Tyrese likes pushing the pace. De'Aaron Fox, we all know, pushes the pace more than anybody in the whole league. Um, but that's a good piece for them. Um, then you have uh, Kyra Kira Lewis Jr., Another guy I don't really care about. <laughs> this yeah, just got to the point. This got to the point where there's a lot of guys I just don't care about in this draft. And then our Celtics draft, uh, Aaron Neesmith, who is 
one of the better options we could have taken. It. We took. He was the best guy on the board at the time. Yeah. Um, best shooter in the draft. The they said. I'm, I'm happy we took the best guy on the board because knowing the Celtics, we probably take some shit bag. Yeah, we go we, Patriot style. Yeah, um, we like the hard nose fucking local guys. Oh sure. I mean, he but is a hard nosed guy. He worked on a farm. Maybe he's gonna come live in Maine, bub. Yeah, he's a he's a hick. Yeah, big time hick. I remember watching their. I was like, what the fuck? You're after the fucking hick. Um, but you know, he's the best shooter in the draft. So I'm glad we can add him to our bench. Um, it's much needed need of ours other than the big man, and I'm happy we just took the best player on the board. Um, moving down. Cole Anthony. Draft Cole Anthony, who surprise was originally one of the highest doubted prospects in this class. Um, but you know his year last year was just not good compared to pre uh, the previous year. So yeah, it's just I don't know if I were him, I would have waited. See if you can like, improve your draft stock. But I don't know if I would have waited, considering this draft isn't very heavy. Um, it's not very talent loaded in the front half. He finds himself just outside of the lottery. Um, but I think that this, like Cole Anthony is way better, um, than he used to be, <laughs> or no, he's not way better than he used to be. He used to be better than he is now. And I think going another year could hurt him more considering, um, the next draft class should be better than this one. But I don't know. I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't read too much into this. Let's get into the like. Once it gets to the middle later picks, like especially in this class, it's like I don't even. Yeah. It's like you don't even care anymore. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, a lot of trades happen too, in these next like sixteen to twelve, uh, like end of the first round, pretty much. So the Trailblazers draft Isaiah Stewart. He gets traded to the Pistons. Um, after he was already traded to the Rockets. So he's, that dude was traded to the Rockets, then traded to the Pistons. That's like, I don't even know what that's like, going through that tunnel of emotions. So you get traded to the, tra- uh, you get drafted by the Trailblazers, who are a playoff team. Then you go to the Rockets, who are a playoff team, if James Harden stays. And then you go to the Pistons, who are just not even close. Yeah. Um, so that, that sucks for that guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then we already talked about the Timberwolves who got um, Polka. Yeah, Polka. I guess we'll call him Polka. Polka. Polka <laughs> Or Poku. <laughs> um, and he got traded to the Thunder. Um, then we have the Mavericks taking Josh Green. Nets yeah, drafted Sadiq athletic. Bay. Um, Sadiq Bay is underrated. Mark I like my Sadiq word. Bay. Yeah, he's, he's very underrated. Um. Got another guy that got traded twice, went to the Clippers, and then traded to the Pistons. And so we got two guys teaming up on the Pistons. Um, they're just trying to build, rebuild, obviously. And then the Heat, Precious. Which, uh, the pain. last guy we wanted to go to the Heat, um, Precious, is just a guy Precious that I would have liked to have. If we didn't draft Eric uh, Smith, I would have wanted Precious. If we didn't draft um, Eric Pilcher, we'd want Precious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I got snubbed again in the draft after yeah, my eighth straight year of entering. Um, I go undrafted again, but next year we'll see. Um, I'm hoping to go next year. Um, but yeah, anyways, Precious, the one guy we didn't want to go to the Heat. It's just, come on. 
a guy like he's just a good player. Yeah, beast, just, just an absolute beast. He just goes to the Heat, who are the guys that beat us in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, that's all I gotta say. Good for the Heat. Yeah, uh, dicks. <laughs> uh, Yo, the Sixers drafting Tyrese Maxey is a solid pick. Yep. Another guy that could just bring the ball up. <laughs> Get the ball out of Ben Simmons' hands. And then, from here on out, it's kind of just boring. Uh, uh, RJ Hampton. RJ Hampton falls. <laughs> Do you see how mad he was when he got drafted by the Bucks? Yeah. Yeah. And then, Emmanuel quickly was a solid pick um, for the Thunder. He was then oh. traded. Twice again. Now he's ending up on the Knicks. Poor guy. How about um, how about the Celtics here at pick twenty six? The Celtics pick Peyton Pritchard, a guy I never heard of. Um, no one's heard of. Probably a second round, mid second round talent. Um. Yeah, we didn't we didn't fill any need except for maybe our bench scoring, bench shooting. With like he's okay, pick. but like, dude, we don't dude. need another guard. We don't come on. He you you so this is what you're telling me with that pick at pick twenty six. You're telling me that you believe that he's gonna be worthy of pick twenty six and better than Tremont Waters and Carson Edwards. Yeah. When we could have drafted Jaden McDaniels. Who I would have much rather <laughs> We could have drafted Jaden McDaniels. We could have drafted um Vernon Carey. Yeah, Vernon Carey. I was just gonna say that. Daniel Toro, which is like a really we had good the opportunity rebound. to draft Vernon Carey twice. Um, which Tyler Bay, and I'm not like at this point, you're kind of taking flyers on guys that had star potential, star potential first going into college, and they kind of just like never lived up to it. So now you're just taking flyers on guys that were names like Jaden McDaniels and Brennan Carey. Um, but you know, I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. (laughs) Sorry, Peyton. I hope the best for you, and I hope you're actually decent because I'm a Celtics fan. But, dude, you got a lot. Like, come on. You got a lot of li- li- to live up to right now. You want to skip to the last Celtics pick? Uh, Yeah, so we'll talk about Jaden McDaniels real quick. You know, oh, yeah. he, he originally gets drafted to the Lakers, and they're like, oh, you fucking kidding me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then he gets traded to the Thunder, who is then traded to the Timberwolves, which is good for them. I think that's a really good move for the Timberwolves. Yeah. Um, I think he'll fit in well there. And then Malachi Flynn, who's like goes at like the top of every 2K draft ever, <laughs> falls to the Raptors at number 29. And then the Celtics draft Desmond Bain, who gets straight into the Grizzlies, which is another good shooter, um, which I don't know, honestly, why we traded, but whatever. Yeah, we got the best shooter in the draft. <laughs> got any input on that? Uh <laughs> No, not really. I was just looking at pick forty-seven with Boston. It's just like, oh yeah, they call him they call him the Israeli Curry. <laughs> I mean, say. at that point, you know, second round picks don't mean shit to me. Cause, a pick like, before Nico Mannion, though. Yeah, true. Like I would have like, taken the name. I would have taken like, Nico Mannion over Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> facts. I would have taken at least the name over Yam Madar. Who the hell is he? Yeah. If I'm if I was Nico Mannion, I would have stayed at uh, Arizona for another year. 
Yeah, he he kind of lost his hype going into the draft. Yeah, he was a top like a top pick in this draft, and then just not having a season at all really kind of fucked him over for the most part. Um, of course, he goes to Golden State. Yeah. We'll see how that works out. He, I think he's a good playmaker. I would have way preferred him over Peyton Pritchard a thousand times. Um, Yamadar, just another forward flyer, I'd like to call that. Um, but we'll see how Drafting probably play in the in the D League forever. Um, we'll be a couple names, uh, like we said, Nico Mannion, and then Tim Martin Jr. gets picked. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Congrats to him. And then two Cassius's, which will never happen in the history again, get picked back to back. Um, Cassius Clay. That's pretty much all. <laughs> Cash Nasty. Cassius Clay and Cash Nasty, yep. Uh, what? You don't know Cassius Clay, the boxer? Cassius. Fighter? Yeah, no, but Cassius Clay is also Cash Nasty. <laughs> oh, shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> I just know him by Cash Nasty. <laughs> I think, or well, at least that's what he calls himself. Like, I think that's what he refers to middle name as. Um, no, his name is actually Cassius Jeremy Clay. All right. So, Cash So, I'm assuming he was named after Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that he went by that. Yeah, he does, like, that's his actual name, so. But, uh, yeah. So, that's pretty much all the draft. There's not really anything special going on in there. Nope. Um, pretty boring draft. I think I went to bed after, like, this Peyton Pritchard pick. So. <laughs> Jake was asleep after that pick. He was like, bro, if Peyton Pritchard playing in the NBA, <laughs> put me in there. Lex, get me in the league. I know I can p- pass the rock. You give me 36 minutes a game, I'll get you at least five assists. Thanks. But I'll probably get you like eight turnovers as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I got. I don't really have much to say. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it should be more eventful this week. What do you grade the Celtics draft overall? I would give them... Typically, I would give, from a normal team's perspective, I would give them, like, a B. Yeah. But since it's the Celtics, and in their recent couple of years, they just have sucked at picking, I'll give them, like, a B plus, A minus, because I'm just happy we took the best guy we could at our pick. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I, I mean, we filled a need. I mean, we had like, two needs going in this draft, bench scoring and a center. So The other, and, like, at that point, there was, like, people had described it as, at 14, there was no center in the draft that was better than, like, yeah. Robert Williams. Yeah. So, there was no point in drafting him. So, I'm happy we filled that bench scoring need. Um, so, yeah. Also, Overall, the Celtics draft. Just announced, they just announced their new uh, jerseys. Um, they're ugly as shit. So, yeah. Like, the, the ones that say Boston Celtics on them? Yeah. They I don't like practice jerseys. Yeah, they do. I don't think they're that ugly, though. I kind of, like, it's just different. Like, you don't see teams with their whole name on their jersey. The Celtics are one of the teams that can because their name's short. Um, I don't think they look that bad. They're just, like, like they're you so said, plain. they look like practice jerseys. Vista print. New, new emblem. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so that reminds us, we, as you might notice, we have our new Sound Up Studios logo um, that we're actually making adjustments to right now. I'm fixing a couple things. The background's going to be gone per request. Um, people, I mean, we like the background, but there's a lot going on. We get where you're coming from. And then we're making a new MST logo. We're not making it, but our friend Kyle is who has his page, um, which we'll link at some somewhere. You'll probably see it on our page. Um, but he's making our designs now, so you'll see our new MST logo. That should be coming out within the next few days. Um, so we'll have that for you, and, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. All right, peace. Peace.